Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Evens. Our visual is a little bit different this week. Uh, Timmy made his debut on the Bloke in a Bar podcast today, and I'll tell you what, it has been a big fucking day. <laughs> We're into about hour six here of recording, so I do our very best to stay awake for you. Matty is working his dick off down the back there, sorting out Bloke in a Bar uh, for the day. But, Timmy, welcome back, mate. What's doing? Good, good to be back, mate. Yeah, room for the long haul. Been a big one today following uh, a massive day of Anzac Day footy yesterday. So... Mate, I think uh, we're two pretty buoyant blokes after a couple of days. Uh, good Supercoach rounds are all round, so, mate, let's get stuck Saving Grace, Bloke in a Bar, of course. Beers and break-evens brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Best beer in rugby league. Getting us through this tough afternoon. Tough carries all round. I think I would know a lot about. Timmy, on the other hand, I don't know. You're, you're a halfback, aren't you? Mate, uh, anywhere one to seven, but yeah, I wasn't known for me tough carries, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, <laughs> I like to tell people I was. Mate, let's get into our scores, rankings. As you said, good week for both of us. Uh, Utop scored this week, 1,495, and your rank as it stands right now? 2,069, so getting there, mate, up to a sort of starting to get towards the pointy end where we need to be, so a gradual little build, but uh, looking all right. I got 1,447 with a rank of 960. Six. If it starts with 100, you've got to be happy, don't you? Mate, it's where you want to be. Killer. That's where I want to be. My, my keys are a little bit light. I wouldn't mind a key <laughs> ring. Um, Matty, I won't bring you on. You, you're, you're busy, aren't you? Yeah, gone. Matty did very well this week, though. He jumped up about 1,000 spots, so into the top 50K? I jumped 15,000 spots. Oh, 15,000. Oh, fuck, yeah, right. Making moves. Swinging dick. I like it. But I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't going too good. I was like 50,000. <laughs> I'm now 35,000. So. Green arrows. That's all we want, Matty. Uh, yeah, so both of us sitting in the top uh, 2,000 or so, 2,070 anyway, doing very well. I've used two trade boost. Uh, Timmy over here still used none, right? No, I pulled one out last oh, week. Oh, right. Yeah, and uh, all for the better, thankfully. So I got Taff in, which wasn't, I'm happy with the move. I'm not happy with his score, but, you know, it had to be done. Uh, so I got him in for Schneider. So yep. they scored pretty similar anyway. So good time to cash in there. I got in Nathan Cleary. So that one made sense. That was Mitchie Moses to him. Uh, and then skipped Nathan Cleary. And also, thank Christ, brought in Talakai for Josh King. Oh. Uh, I was sort of, mate, I was sitting at a... I had a wedding on Thursday night and 
I was sort of tossing turning a little bit whether I wanted Talakai at the price. Sort of thinking, oh, is it a was a flash in the pan two weeks? How's the job security? Check score at half time, and I just went, you've got to be kidding me, don't you? <laughs> I, I thought it was a glitch in the app, but um, thankfully not. And I'm not one of them people left with the decision to pay 700k for Talakai this week. Mate, when I woke up last Monday, I just thought to myself, thank fuck I've got Talakai. Oh. If you're waking up this week without him, good God. Mm. You must be in a world of hurt. The amount of money you're paying for him, he's going to, I assume, over the next few weeks, he's going to get C2W as well. So, I mean, are we talking keeper with Talakai? Mate, absolutely the way he's looking. So, you know, he's starting to put a decent sample size together, isn't he? I think he was at four games at centre, 165, 114, 59, and then I think it was back to the 108 against the Knights. I'm pretty sure he was at centre for that as well. Mate, neg 51 break even. (laughs) What the fuck? It's like the term now and ever, but like... He's projected 107 this week. Not that you should be looking into those projected gold scores too much. A projected 107, very possible against the Broncos up at Suncorp. Nets him another 116K. So if you don't go this week, you could be onwards, if not in excess of 800K, in which case it's like you've just got to go back to the well and look at other options. But... Thank Christ I'm not one of them blokes. Yeah, good God. Miss me with that. Now, uh, our ranks, top 2,000, both doing well. Mate, I couldn't believe it. In the beers and break-evens group, which I'm sure all of all the people tuning in will be a part of that, $2,000 redos up for grabs there for number one spot. I was sitting at 95th overall last week, had a good week, jumped into the top 1,000 spots and thought, oh, here comes a big boost. I went up two fucking spots. I'm 93rd now. How good is this group? Mate, how good are blokes are we? Do we if we were to one of us were to take it out, are we good blokes to go oh, second place or third place to get the money, or do we just pocket it? <laughs> fucking on pocket it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be down to the tab before you know it, and you can all go fuck yourselves. If that happens, we'll go throw it on black at the casino, and if you double it, we'll take a few of the, the top ten. I like it. Beers. Top ten. Like <laughs> it. Like it. Like it. Uh, let's go through the guys that are leading that group at the moment. Luke, his team is Team Hoppo. He's coming first in our beers and break evens group overall. Fifteen. So fifteen out of one hundred and forty thousand whatever it is very good season for him uh alex coming second he's ranked 32 overall jacob in third 74th overall sam porch lights he just keeps hanging in there he's been in the top five every single week uh sammy coming 77th overall and fifth we've got jesse ranked 86 sean dribblers uh he's ranked six he's also in the top 100 he is ranked 98th at the moment so six people in the top 100 of Supercoach as it stands right now. I, I, I still cannot believe I'm in the top 1,000 and I'm still 93rd overall in this group. The pedigree mm. is very, very strong in this group. Some blokes that can certainly sniff out some free money. <laughs> Let's go to Teamless this afternoon and there's a bit happening. Uh, a bit going on. Uh, Tamari Martin, he's obviously been named a fullback again. He bounced, he came back last week, looked really good. I'm not saying he's a guy to grab now, but he's a guy to definitely consider with fullback 5'8". Not mm. bad. That's it, mate. Dual positioning, 205K. What was he, 30-odd? 38, our first game back in a long, long time. Looked good. Mm. Just looked very good. Looked nimble, sharp. Plenty of class about him. So it's one of them things where you go, all right, um, two pretty key positions in fullback 5'8". Generally positions that at this stage of the season, you know, that we've made a bit of a bank. Cheapies are peaking. We look to stack with out-and-out guns, whether they be fallen guns or Nathan Cleary's that are paying 900k for. Um, Tamari, you know, if he comes out this week and punches out 60 or 70, uh, that'll be a very nice little two-game average. His break-even will be at neg 30 or 40, if not more. And you've just sort of got to take notice, don't you? And now there's 
obvious job security issues there with Tessie New due back from mm. a hamstring injury in a few weeks. But if he's good enough, he can take that spot or he can slide into the halves alongside Adam Reynolds. So it's it's obviously, you know, speculative at this stage. But, I mean, in Supercoach, you've got to be, don't you, when you're looking ahead to trade. So, um, you know, certainly not on for this week, but we could change the tune next week. I'll, I will be surprised if, barring injury, he's not in this team mm. in a few weeks' time. I think he will move to 5A. But you got a free look at him this week. Then you can make that call against the Shark. He's a pretty tough matchup anyway. For the Sharks, uh, Dale Finucane walks back into this side which means Cam McInnes goes back to the bench, a guy that a lot of people have been very keen on the last few weeks. Uh, you just can't do it whilst he's coming off the pine, can you? You can't, mate. And it was it was something that a lot of people touched on last week. They saw him at his price, a relatively low break even, and people wanted to jump on. A lot of people would. That dual hooker second row status is so good, particularly now with Randall getting to sort of, he's just about peaking in price. It looked a nice little shift there to maybe get McInnes in. Uh, break even is 68 now and he's off the bench so you just can't go there all that being said I wouldn't be shocked to see him start come game day he was Mm. very good on the weekend we know what he can bring Uh, they probably don't Fitzgibbons probably doesn't want to change too much with a winning formula that he's had thus far but at the end of the day he's a class footballer and you're probably wanting playing as many minutes as you can Um, again regardless if he does start come game day we can wait um BE68, let's get a look at his minutes with Fanukin back in the side. Do you see McInnes at some point being a must-have guy? Or I'm starting to wonder if there's just too many mouths to feed at Cronulla. Where do you see it? The issue is that they've got... They've at times this year gone with, I think, four forward bench. They've now Mm. got three with Trindle on there, but... I do suspect that Connor Tracy, probably when he comes back from injury, becomes that bench utility just because he offers so many more positions, including the halves, compared to Trindle. Um, In terms of McInnes, three forwards on there. They're all capable of playing decent minutes. Not getting massive minutes out of Fafida, but they haven't needed to. So to be in there anywhere near... I mean, I don't think McInnes is ever going to be must-have but it's just all minutes. He yeah. needs to be playing minimum 65, uh, and he could be a really nice little complimentary player to Harry Grant at hooker. But then you're sort of getting into the Damien Cook conversation and going, all right, well, Cook's probably a better partner to Grant long-term. Um, but we've seen what McKinnis can do in the past, so like I wouldn't rule him out down the track. Mate, uh, the Gold Coast Titans take on the Penrith Panthers, the early game, Friday, 6pm. Uh, Panthers, no real changes there. Gold Coast, though, obviously, David Fafita, he moves back to second row, thank God. Mm. Uh, not at centre this week. But bigger news, Brimson, he moves back to fullback. Now, Will Smith moves into the sixth jersey. It should be noted that Jaden Campbell is on the extended bench, so this could change again. But AJ Brimson, uh, he's shown in the past that at fullback, he can handle himself. Big time, mate. Like, I, I don't think it matters too much where he plays because he's such a class footballer, AJ Brimson, but I've preferred him at the fullback in the past, and it's always what's best for the team because he does make the transition so well. Um, He's obviously played his majority of his footy in the top grade in the past at fullback. Averaged 61 last year, 74 back in 2020. That was in nine games. So at, what is he, a bit over 450K, dual positioning. uh, In a year where the halves probably haven't stood out as much as we anticipated, particularly the fullback spot Mm -hmm. with with Teddy sort of underwhelming a little bit. Um, We've got Nico who can switch between fullback and halfback. But, you know, maybe there is a case to get a, a 
bottom dollar, not bottom dollar, uh, bottom dollar for AJ Brimson standard. Maybe you can pick him up at 450k. You wouldn't go this week, um, and there's no need to. But if the Titans come out and show a little bit more this week, Brimson scores well. It's a pod play, not one that I'd do because I think there's other options, and, and I'm looking to max out and get the genuine guns. Um, but th- there is value in him, I think, because I do like him super coach wise at fullback. Mate, the late game Friday night, the Bunnies take on the Seagulls. A couple of changes in the centres here. Isaiah Tassi comes in for Tane Milne now. I think Tane Milne's done well this year, but if you've been watching Bloke in a bar all year, we've always said that we think this is going to be a moment where Isaiah Tass comes in and he has impact. I think Tane Milne would be very nervous about giving up his jersey for a week here, Tass. Pretty damn cheap on Supercoach. I think there's a world where he can hold on to this jersey. Whether it's at left centre or at right centre remains to be seen. He came on and played left centre a few weeks ago for South Sydney, mm. but he has played a lot of his reserve grade footy at right centre. So I know as someone like yourself that's a Campbell Graham owner, this has real potential to be something special. Campbell Graham could be the real winner out of all this. Big time, mate. I'm a so jumped on Campbell Graham two weeks ago and hasn't looked like he's done much. Made a, a nice bust and try assist against the dogs down there uh, on the Easter weekend where He's just his involvement and base are so good in Supercoach. Mm. Um, knocked out seventy odd on the weekend again. Not looking like he did much, but he's just a beast. The bunnies draw still really soft for the next few rounds. So, um, I mean, a tougher one this week in Manly, but still on what they've shown. No Tommy Turbo, a few other key blokes out. Yep. Um, don't hate it all. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see where he does end up edge wise because, as you said, with Tass sort of playing a lot of his footy on the right edge. We know Campbell Graham can play both edges so easily and as comfortable as each other. So if they are sort of thinking Tass is more of a longer-term prospect at centre than, say, Milne, you'd think it'd make sense to give Tass a crack on the right, move move Campbell Graham to the left, which is massive because the right edge has been getting a lot of ball this year, but we know the Bunnies' left edge is where they're most potent. So yeah. for him to be playing outside Cody Walker there, I really, really like that. If he does make the move, it doesn't really matter either way because he's an animal. Uh, and then Tass... Fortunately, we've got, again, another look at him. So not so much a look at him, because we know he'll be good. He's 175K, he'll be a fine buy, but there won't be any price changes this week. So we can get a free look. Also, he played 16 minutes um, a couple of weeks back. And what do you think? Yeah, scored a try on day uh, so he had 42 points. So he doesn't have like a seven-pointer in his rolling average yeah, where yeah, we true. need to worry about that. Um, so definitely wouldn't be going early because we'll see what happens with Milne returning. But Tass at 175k in a good bunny side, pretty hard to pass up. I mean, there's a world where Tass could play right centre this week and Campbell Graham goes to left. If they do well, you might have to bring them both in over the next three weeks. Big time, mate. And Campbell Graham just so reliable there. Tass, it's, it's, it's probably jumping the gun a little bit, but... Close to a must-have in that side if he comes in at that that yeah. price. It's like there's just so, such good cash to be made there in a high-ceiling team attack-wise. So uh, they could both be massive buyers and, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't back against anyone getting Graham this week. Mate, they take on the Manly Seagulls, who uh, got done by the Sharkies last week. And we spoke about Cola last week, uh, and unfortunately, we got it exactly right. That went exactly as we anticipated with Morgan Harper going up against Sifatalika. If anything, it was probably worse than what we anticipated. Uh, so Cola, he starts at centre this week. Uh, a huge win for all of us. Yeah, massive for those ones who jumped on last week when he looked like that goodbye that he was. Um for non-owners, you can probably give it a, a week with a break-even of 24. Yep. Um, you know, I wouldn't be going against anyone needing him this week, but they're like, 
you know, job security is still an issue. We, we rate him and we think, you know, there's every chance he keeps a role for a little bit. But, you know, Tommy Turbo could be back as soon as next week. You know, maybe they're giving half a freshen up in, in Reggie's to get his confidence back. Um, I'd be waiting a week. Again, 40 minutes off the bench on the weekend, 20 points. So it's like, it's not great, but at least it's not a four in his average, which can happen to outside backs who yep. play limited time off the bench. So... Um, money to be made with Cooler. Made 34k off the back of that 20 points. So uh, one probably for next week. And as much as I think he's very safe to stay in that team, he is coming up against the Rabbitohs left edge. Mm. If they put on a show, which we know they can, yeah. could find himself in some curry pretty quickly there. Uh, let's move to the Warriors taking on the Canberra Raiders. couple of little wins here as far as the Warriors teams goes. We've seen Valia come back in. I know that I'm still carrying him on my extender bench, so thank God. Hopefully he can score some meaties over the next few weeks. Uh, we've obviously also seen Josh Curran. He's coming out of this side. I've got Curran. Have you got Joshy Curran? Never had Curran. Never thankfully. had him. Well, he's yeah. decent up until last weekend. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, look, I, I said to you during the week that I was I was considering using a trade boost this weekend to take either Curran or you and Aiken up to Isaiah Papalia. Didn't end up doing it. Sort of forces my hand now. I don't mind this one. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. I've got the money to do it. So we'll talk about our trades later. But current out, uh, that is a real stinger. So that's the Warriors, the Canberra Raiders. They're pretty much going 1-17, to 17, yeah? Yeah, nothing too different nothing there. Really if you had a young there. back in starting last week with Elliot Whitehead injured, so uh, CHN's gone back to the bench, and yeah, Hutto looks like he'll play decent minutes, but again, all pretty irrelevant supercoach wise. Schneider in that side, he's probably peaked in price and can be sold either this week or next for anyone that held through last week. And uh, any non Cleary owners who have Schneider, just find a way to turn him into Cleary, basically. Yep. Yep. Uh, Canterbury Bulldogs take on the Sydney Roosters 5.30 Saturday. Uh, no, nothing relevant here for the Canterbury Bulldogs. For the Chooks, though, Daniel Tupu is obviously out, suspended. Um, I must decapitated someone on the weekend and stayed on the <laughs> field. Kevin Aguama comes in. But more importantly, Joseph Sawali holds his spot. And I'll tell you what, I was really impressed with Sawali. And it, it's crazy that he's the newest guy to come into this back line. But I'm starting to think he's pretty safe. Where do you sit on Sawali? <sighs> I don't know in terms of job security because uh, Trent Robbo has so many options at his disposal with you know Billy Smith lurking around there somewhere. Uh, again, not in the extent. Billy Smith squad. alive? Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't heard a word. If he washes up on a beach over the yeah. next few days, I won't be shocked. It's like he's just fallen off the side of the earth. Be good for Suwali's job security. Be great for Suwali's yeah, job security. But, um, don't want to wish that upon anyone. But yeah, so Billy Smith lurking around there somewhere. Obviously, Naguama in this week. Tupu back next week, but. Again, like you don't know, Paul Momorowski hasn't been crash hot there, so his job security has got to be an issue. Uh, and as you said, two weeks back, Suwali, he's been pretty good in a pretty ordinary side. So he becomes a massive play this week. And just as we speak about it, uh, as I mentioned, we're getting to a stage now where we've had a pretty good crop of cheapies. So mm. we don't necessarily need to be jumping on every cheapie, but looking at Suwali this week, who with a break even of three, this week's probably the week, but with a matchup against the Dogs, he's also very playable this week. Yep. Um, but then we look at Cooler, who's a good buy next week. Vaelli, who's probably going to be a good buy next week when he gets his second game up. Tass. Um, it's about going, all right, you're not going to have all of these guys. Who are the ones that I need? Yeah. You're probably bringing one of them only, to, to, um, to be fair, in which case to free up a bit of a kitty to upgrade to a gun elsewhere. Suwali at 260k, I don't know. Like, you just... Do you cut him or and wait for Tass next week? Uh, I know I'm looking at my centre wing and I've going. I've got Stags, Graham, May, Coates starting. Very happy with all of them. 
Vaili's going nowhere. Cooler's going nowhere. And I've got Will Penasini, who's got a break even of eight, game against the Cowboys, albeit have the second best defence in the NRL, but in Sydney. Um, or Darwin, I think this one actually might be. It is, yeah. Darwin. Um, I'm sort of going, I don't really want to cut ties with Penasini yet, but you know, someone's got to make way for if you want these guys in. So maybe it's about brushing Suali, waiting next week to go Penasini down to Tass. So uh, we have to look ahead to these sort of things and, and yeah, we, we can't have them all. Mate, the Parramatta Eels are taking on the North Queensland Cowboys, as you said, from Darwin. Uh, I think they're playing silly buggers with us, but Dil Brown, he's been named at centre again. Um, they're not playing silly buggers. They're just trying to yeah. bait me here, and it's working. Yeah, It's working a charm. Tom Opachik is in the extended squad there. I'm not a Dil Brown owner, so it's sort of out of mind, out of sight for me. Tell me about Dil. Yeah, big concern at centre. He, he punched out 77 on the weekend there because he's a gun. We mm. saw earlier in the year when he got shifted to centre mid-game because of an injury, he scored 40. I think it was his worst score by a mile this season. <clears throat> I've had him on... I was eyeing him off as a trade this week. At, he's dropped... Break him 77. So he's held his, his price not sort of too bad this week. Dropped 20K. Um, Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. As good as he's going, I know he's got a 77 average. Parramatta do have some tougher games sort of coming up down the track. Cowboys this week, then Penrith, then the Roosters, then Manly, who should have a turbo back there. So I think it's one of them tough decisions, but cut ties with him for Cam Munster. Mm. Uh, the one I'm really looking at, he hasn't been overly impressive, but Cody Walker's like 460-odd K. So the idea of going Dylan Brown down to Cody Walker and getting 220K out of it just screams by to me particularly with the Bunnies draw. But then I looked at things and again, and I'm going, oh, I can go Lachlan Ilias to Cody Walker for about 150k and hold Dylan Brown. What is so, happening, eh? It's Imagine mad. being able to go, oh, yeah. I mean, not imagine, it's a fucking thing. Yeah. Ilias to Walker is unbelievable. For sure. So then it's like, all right, do I, would I prefer Munster over Cody Walker in my side at the moment? Well, yeah, yeah, I would. But for the sake of about a 250k price difference, would I prefer Cody Walker? Probably. Um and then I think Melbourne's got a few toughies coming up as well. Uh, it's tough. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if the stars align for team Tim Williams and Campbell Graham ends up over there on the left and you mm. can go to Cody Walker, yeah, how good would that be? It'd be fantastic. And I think probably Campbell Graham being on the right, that right edge with Ilias has seen so much ball this year and I'm surprised. Like mm. The Bunnies who haven't been fantastic this season, the left edge is still potent. So... I think it can only help Cody Walker by getting Campbell Graham over there because I just think the edge will see more ball, yep. um, to be honest. So uh, I really like it. And, yeah, Dylan Brown, chopping block, but a few big decisions to be made. Mate, they take on the Cowboys. Uh, Hylam Lukey's named to start. Whether he does or not remains to be seen. Uh, old Toddy Payton roulette, huh? Yeah, it's a tough one. I know he stuffed over a lot of keen uh, prospective Lukey owners last week because... Name to start, looked like a great buy, but you know, as soon as he was benched, you know, like he could play 40 minutes here, we don't know. I think he came on, played 50 straight minutes, I, I assume he would have, I don't think there was another spell there. Um, and mate, he was fantastic, scored a terrific try, 
His break even still neg 27 this week. So if he starts and plays 80, he remains a great mm. buy. There's money to be made. Best case scenario, he might hit 600K and, and get you through maybe a bit of a buy period. Uh, as you said, just minutes. I don't know. Like If he's playing 50 minutes again, I wouldn't want him. If yeah. he's playing 65, 70 plus... Again, just uncertainty, which is not what we want in Supercoach. I'm so glad I don't own any of these Cowboys back rowers. Mm. I'm happy to see them score tries every yeah. second week. I just I don't want to deal with the headache. Uh, mate, the hammer, he's on the extended bench once again. We already spoke about this for about 45 minutes earlier today, but do we see Hammer coming in? And if he does, where do you see him coming in? I just, I don't know, mate. And the fact that he was extended last week as well, they decided not to put him in. Um, they've put him one of their more dominant performance of the, of the season in the Queensland derby so you go I mean you, you can't I don't think you can drop Scotty Drinkwater on his form he's been exceptional yep. um, you look at the rest of the back line all playing great footy I mean again we spoke about it in so much depth in the, the bloke in a bar podcast but he's like the odd one out there Peter Hicku well he's been fantastic this year and he's just a defensive rock and means so much to their cohesion in the back line so I don't know whether he comes onto the bench. Maybe as an X factor to be used later in the game. It's it's a tough one. Fantastic position for the Cowboys to be in to have that sort of yep. headache. And if you would like to listen to that full deep dive, bloke in a bar came out today. Go watch it there. It's somewhere between hour one and fucking fifteen. <laughs> You'll find it in there somewhere. A cracking episode this morning. It was sensational. Um, Newcastle Knights taking on the Melbourne Storm for the Storm. No changes here for the Knights. We've just heard in the last few hours that Dane Gagai looks like he's out for a couple of weeks. Sasagi comes in. A guy that uh, I've always really liked Sasagi. He's never quite kicked on so far, but this might be the opportunity um, that he needs. Tell me about Sasagi. Yeah, so, I mean, interesting one. Dual 5'8", centre. Mm. Um, He's two, been playing lock for the last few mm, weeks too, yeah. 242K, so in any other week, you'd be sitting there going, all right, Gagai out for what looks like a month. There's enough time there to make some money and move him on. You know, he might get to, if all going to play in, maybe 350, 400K with a few decent scores. Break even 25. Probably a bit better than it looks because uh, we know in Supercoach, break-evens work on a three-round average. Two rounds back, he had the 21. Last week, 33. So the 21 will drop out of his average after this week and that break-even will get significantly lower. If it wasn't for all the blokes we just mentioned um, with these Tassas, Suales, or Coolers, Vailies, he'd be, you know, a good buy for next week. But... I don't think he's going to be as good a buy as the other blokes, plus job security issues, all sorts of things. I saw Heimel Hunt is injured again, the poor bugger. So there's one good notch for him in terms of job security. But um, barring sort of a big, you know, 70, 80 plus performance this week, I think there'll be better buys. Yeah. Um, Against the Melbourne Storm, wouldn't be betting on it either. No. He might spend 70 minutes watching Ryan Pappenhausen convert <laughs> goals, unfortunately. Um, the late last game of the week, the Dragons taking on the West Tigers, 4 o'clock Sunday Arvo. Josh Maguire starting in the second row once again. Mm. A few whispers around of him as a bit of a pod move. Uh, what do we feel about Moose? Do we not... Do this? Have we had this conversation, or not you and me personally, <laughs> but does this conversation and topic not crop up Every year for the last year. 15 years, at some point, the moose pod, bit of a cheeky yeah. pod. Well, I've heard, I've heard whispers straight through that Anzac Day game. People going, playing big minutes. He looked good. He looked fit. Um, 64 points in 80 minutes. He busted eight tackles, which is exactly what we want from super coaches. 27 tackles, 13 runs. 
good numbers. We know he's got a bit of an offload on him. None on the weekend there, although. Um, look, 39 break even, not for me. Uh, 467K, he might be all right. Dual second row front row is handy, but whether that big minute role maintains or not, I'm not sure. It's just such a stat position, the second row, isn't it? Yeah. And I think there's... I think it's time that we start trying to find that money for your Cam Murrays and your Papalitis and these blokes. Your Taylor Kai's another one where, you know, he's just going to be a rung below them all without that attacking upside that the rest of them have. If Moose turns out to be a super pot, I'll happily sit there and go, well yeah. done to you guys. So it's, it's a lot for a little for me. Yeah. Moose could just let you down at any given moment. <laughs> so uh, miss me with that one. Tuolagi returns to the West Tigers. A uh, little bonus here for especially some people that would obviously have Josh Curran and whatnot. Good to get him back. Yeah, and don't you just want to see Twilangi string a good amount of games together? He's had, I think, illness kept the poor bugger out last week. Um, he's had just about everything else could go wrong for him between injury niggles and, I think, HIAs, all sorts of things. So, mate, I, I really rate him. He looks like a terrific footballer. Uh, super coach-wise, I mean, again, with all these good buys, you wouldn't get him, but I hope that a lot of people out there held because... There's such a good cash cow in him. Slower burn than we anticipated, but he's playing big minutes for a team that's starting to hit its straps. There's a try coming, if not line breaks, some sort of attacking stats. Uh, and, and I really do think he can be uh, an upgrade in a few weeks at, you know, 400 plus K. Mate, shall we rip and tear into some questions? Let's get stuck sent in by it. listeners. First it. one comes from Alex Clark, at Alex Clark. Uh, what are we doing with buy rounds? Are we starting to consider them week to week when it comes to our trades? Big time, mate, yeah. Um, and, and it's, I often say, it's a great uh, decision maker when you're tossing up between two players. You can't work out which one you want. Just take a look at the buy rounds and start going, all right, we're getting closer. I need that number. Whack, I'll go with the bloke playing round 13. Um, and that's why Talakai becomes so good. Not playing round 13, the Sharkies, but playing round 17. Yeah. So, you know, more than likely, he's going to be an extra number for that, which is so clutch. Um, it is time to definitely start considering it. Take a look at, count your numbers, work at how many you've got for round 13. Um, we'll take a deep dive into it in the SC Playbook podcast in coming weeks. We'll start talking about a heap on here uh, and do a proper dig. But, you know, about how many numbers you want. The big one, which I've sort of said all season, is just go easy on your trade boost because we need them over that origin yep. period. So that's, that's sort of the big one for me. Um, and... You know, if you've burnt through three of them, maybe four of them, save at least one for after round 13 when we are limited on, on opportunities. So, yeah, but absolutely time to have a look. So, mate, like, for, for me this week, I'm thinking I'm going to go Josh Curran to Isaiah Papali'i. Mm. Obviously, Papali'i not playing round 13, but is he just too much of a gun? Do you sort of yeah. ignore it? and that's the thing. You, you sort of... You put the two together and, and go, all right, Papali'i, Kiwi, won't be playing round 13, but you'll get him round 17. Seven, so... Yeah. It becomes a cumulative thing where you go, look at your current team and think, oh, I need to start loading for round 13, but do I trade out this bloke who's playing round 17? It's like, no. Nah. You might go, I've got eight players for round 13, which is shit, but on your current setup, you might also be on track to have 15 for round 17. Yeah. So then you might have 23 players as opposed to you know maybe having 12 in round 13 and 11 in round 17. But holding off and keeping the guns for round 17 it's going to bode a lot better for your team. So put them together, work out your numbers. Obviously, a lot changes between them, but we can only do our homework and, and work out these numbers as best as we can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, 
it's a big approach to our buy planning. There's a lot that goes into it's it. It's a so big day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fuck, fuck, it's a lot. Good God. Uh, okay, I've got two questions on the trot here from Bradley. Uh, Bradley from the Punters and Dribblers page, a big timer over there. Now he's a very keen follower of the show. Is Talakai worth a trade boost this week? Probably. Uh, he, as we said, Talakai is just bending you over so and giving it to you dry at him, the mate. moment. Yeah. Negative 51 break even, as we touched on before. So he's going to earn some serious bang. The thing is, I think he's proven in the last month that he's a season-long keeper. He's going to be dual second-row centre, which is even more important because of a guy like Isaac Targo, who's also dual second-row centre. Um, and we can flip and change these guys, particularly in the back end of the year. That flexibility is so important for us uh, particularly when numbers get a little bit depleted as they inevitably do so yeah uh, so and I'm just glad it's not me but I think you nearly have to do it don't you I think so now one guy you mentioned there Isaac is Brad's next question is he a keeper probably in that side uh, again he's going to be a buy number uh, round 13 the Panthers play mm. so you just keep him till at least then reassess from then in sort of five six weeks time get him as the extra origin round number sell him round 14 if he's sort of punching out because a 60 average is thereabouts in terms of keepers <clears throat> it's not quite enough but when he's playing in a gun team you got to remember he's also a young player he's only going yep. to get better and better and better but uh, I go on about the dual positioning, but that dual second row forward CT dub, it's it's so important and so handy in the back end of the season. So, uh, look, I'm not convinced he's a keeper just yet. I am convinced he's a keeper into round 13. Yep, nice. Next one comes from at Samson Finau 1, obviously father of Samson Finau 2. Worth <laughs> getting Coleman Tungy. He's on an absolute tear at the moment. Uh, playing outside Lachlan Elias there. The combination gets better and better every week. We spoke about it on Bloke in a Bar today. He's actually playing so well. He's becoming a bit of a threat to get picked in state mm. of origin. Um, do you go after him or have you sort of missed the bus here a little bit? Well, he's 640K, so I think I'm willing to just pay that bit extra for Cam Murray or yep. I, IPAP in that one. He's been tremendous, averaging 70 points per game, playing obviously 80 minutes every week. He also has... A 50, a 48, 45, 49. Granted, the 49, 45 are rounds one and two, and he played sub-60 minutes. So as an 80-minute man, the scores are very good. Uh, he looks terrific. He's a bit in that kick-out mould with a bigger sort of base, but can be, I shouldn't say reliant on attacking stats, but in terms of keeper numbers, he has to jade that attacking stat. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind him as a pod, but I think there are better back rows to go after. Mate, our next one isn't a question. And I have I got Matty's attention? He's got his headphones in. This is shocking timing. Professional. Uh, Matty, we just we got a question. It's not a question, but uh, F- at FS Card says, not a question. Shout out to Matty for making me feel not as bad about my super coach. Oh, you're very welcome. That's career. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt your uh, Eminem song there. Go back to what you were doing. But I'm glad I could help. The crowd appreciates. <laughs> our next one comes from at Kirk Burton. Who's more important, Talakai or Munster? Great question. Cracking question. Yeah, I think... Look, Munster's a better super coach player than Talakai. Munster's sample size is about 10 years. Talakai's is four games. 
Um, I think if you're choosing between the two and you might have a, you know, maybe a Schneider or something in the halves where you're looking to move them on, you know, you can look at Cody Walker for his price and there's a great option in that position. Munster's break even's 32. He will miss time over origin. Mm-hmm. He may get rests on top of that. I think he's an excellent buy. <clears throat> Talakai, look, it's this week or never with that break even um, because he's about to skyrocket in price, we keep saying. So, well, yeah, it, it sounds a bit funny. But because I think, yeah, I, I do think Munster's certainly a better supercoach player. I just think as far as this week goes, the fact he's about to get dual positioning, I think Talakai's the man. I, I just I can't imagine a world in three weeks' time where you don't have Talakai. Exactly He's right. just never going to be able to get him. And look, what, what's to say that he's not going to keep... The, the way the Sharks use him, the quality of ball and space they're giving him, what's to say that he won't keep scoring tries and setting him up and busting 38 tackles a game and offloading? He could, mate. Like, he's playing that good. And, you know, he's put it together for a month in a row now. So if he keeps doing that, why can't he average 90? Like... And they're about to put Wade Graham inside him. Mm. That'll just create more opportunities for him, which is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, next one comes from at Joel Fraser. He says, should saving for Turbo be number one priority? Uh, personally, I think Turbo is going to leak a little bit more cash uh, before I have a look at him. Where do you sit? Yeah, well, break even 163, which we know is very much in uh, Tommy's realms. Uh, who have they got coming up? So Bunny's tough on this week. won't matter to him because he's not playing. Jeez, you cut Tigers and Broncos the next fortnight. Make of that Tigers game what you will because they've been bloody good against top-notch opposition the last two weeks. But Tommy's different kettle of fish. Due back next few, few weeks, but <clears throat> there's players at the moment who are set to either skyrocketing cash or Nathan Cleary's or Nico Hines, if you don't um, have any of these guys, who are playing, they're fit, they're killing it. Tommy Turbo will play Origin. It's just like... Yeah, he'll be a priority when he's back, but I wouldn't be worrying about that at the moment. Yeah. Um, what is he? 969K, could easily be below 900K. Um, you know, let's just wait till Tommy comes back and kills it. Yeah, look, I, I'm sort of willing to accept I'm not going to have Turbo till after Origin. Mm. I don't know if that's a negative way to look at it, but I just think during that Origin period, he could get rested for more games. He's coming back from injury state, straight into State of Origin. I don't know. There's just a couple of red flags around that for me. And if Turbo does get rested during the Origin period, or you just can't give away that many points at fullback for me. Mm. And you have a look at the rest of the quality. Yeah, the for position. sure. And then you look at, again, this is stuff we'll take deeper dives into down the track, but you look at Origin and you look at guys with injury histories, Tommy Turbo being example number one. Mate, my throat's gone for the second week in a row. Might finally be going through puberty or something. <laughs> um, um, and you look at where they're playing. So they're, they're Sunday afternoon after that Origin 1, which is like, all right, cool. If Manly were playing Friday two days after Origin 1, you'd be like, well, Tommy probably gets rested from that game. Sunday, he'll be a chance. Um, and this is the, all this sort of stuff helps with your buy planning and your trades, and you've got to be, you know, that you've got to be looking at this far out. Origin three, the big, second major buy round, play Saturday. So again, back up a ball for Tommy Trebojevic. I think it was yeah. might, have been, might have been last year. I, I think it was Manly off the top of my head. We're playing, it was almost like the Thursday or the Friday straight after Origins. Um, and I think he got rested possibly both of them. Yeah. Um, anyway, things to take a deep dive into, which we'll do in coming weeks. And next one comes from at Callum Press. He says, is it time to cash out on Randall? Uh, Randall with a break even of 31 heading into this week. My problem is, who the hell do I go to? There's not many options to cash out for him. 
Well, that's the issue, and it's why it's why sometimes where it's like, all right, he's peaked in price. That being said, at three ninety k, break him thirty one. He is only a try assist or two away from a seventy or eighty where he can initiate another round of price rises. So he's not an urgent trade out, and by waiting a week, that also gives us an opportunity to look at, all right, is Cookie the number two to Grant that we, we think he is and we need to get him in? Uh, will Cam McGuinness come out and play 80 minutes this week and mm. become a must-have and then he becomes an option? Will, if Harry Grant gets injured and then Brandon Smith being a Kiwi won't play Origin, comes into like a, a big-minute hooking role as a dual hooker second rower, um, all things that can happen quite easily. So there's not a clear-cut option for him this week. Uh, let's wait a week and just see if Randall can get a little bit more cash out of him. Uh, and if not, we might have a better option next week. Mate, tell me, what are your trades that you're looking at for this week as it stands right now? Mate. Obviously, we, we've recorded all day, so we've only just seen Teamless. We haven't really had a great look at our sides, yeah. but just off the dome, yeah. what are you sort of looking at? Straight off the dome, uh, a few sort of things going through my head. First one being whether I go Dylan Brown, who being named at centre, I don't like for him as good as he was on the weekend. Brown either up to Munster or down to Cody Walker. I love the idea of going Ilias to Cody Walker. But I'm also... I've had a plan for a while now to get Nico Hines in next week. I'd love to do it this week, but I'm sort of trying to... I need to build a bank to go Taff to Hines probably next week, um, which after scoring 21 on the weekend, Taff may not be as achievable as I'd hoped. Yep. It's going to mean probably cutting ties with a genuine gun to sort of free up that cash. But I just, I want that Cleary-Hines combo to allow me to keep Teddy and Pappenhausen. Teddy, 76 yesterday, friggin' early out of crack. I think he had something like 22 runs, um, a stack of tackle bass. You know, he was okay. And 76, I can cop that. Um, so they're, they're my sort of initial thoughts around that. And then I'm going, I'd love to go Penasini down to Suwali, particularly with that Bulldogs matchup. But I'm happy with the rest of my CT dub. I'm nearly almost certainly going to want Tass next week if all goes to plan. Yeah. So you can get another, what, 70-odd, 80-odd K out of Tass than Suwali, who, as I said, break even three. If he comes out and kills it this week, you know, he's not going to go out of range of a buy sort of thing. So thinking I'll probably eke a bit more money out of Penasini. Penasini to Tass next week. Hopefully that can sort of build a foundation for Taft to Hines. Um, anyway, mate, this is all the kind of sick stuff that goes through my head at night when I'm trying to get to sleep. But, uh, and, and then you're sort of looking at your, your Randalls who are peaking, your, your Maxi King who's peaking in price. Uh, there's a lot to weigh up, but that's, that's sort of where we're sitting at the moment. Fuck, I would do some weird shit to get a Canterbury Bulldogs middle injured. Oh. Max King just to grab an extra 15. Yeah. Got a PPM of like 1.5. He's a freaking animal. Be an absolute weapon. And and he's another great example of, all right, he's not causing any dramas in my team. Uh, there's a lot of people maxing in price. Break even 24. You could easily sell him this week. He may have maxed in price. Maybe not this week, but you know if he scores 40-odd this week in limited minutes, he will have maxed in price. But as you said, if a, if a middle goes down at the dogs, even another edge player, they're pretty light on on edges. If Maxi goes into a 60-minute role and starts pumping out the work rate that he's been doing, you know he could easily be a 500k player and get us another 150k and just be another non-issue and very playable as well uh, in the front row. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Mate, I'm thinking I'm going to go Josh Curran to Isaiah Papali'i 
Uh, I almost did it on the weekend. I'm just going to pull the trigger now, mm. and I know that Papali is going to be in there for the rest of the year. And then I'm tossing up whether I'll be in Suwali, maybe for like a um, Josh King via Jules. But I am very interested in Isaiah Tass next mm. week. So uh, I'll work out what I'm going to do there. Ola Kawatu, who's the other one that I didn't mention in Teamless, who's been ruled out this week uh, with a one-week suspension. Uh, so I'm a little bit light this week as far as my reserves go. Um, captains week to week. Uh, start with Clot and Daenery. <laughs> yes. C and L and all in between. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've just got to, don't you? That Titans game, um, particularly, I haven't checked out the forecast yet, but uh, on the Gold Coast, great service for putting, putting points on. Mate, if the Cowboys can put 30 on the Titans, what are Penrith going to do to them? Yeah. <clears throat> so, got to be Cleary. And then got the option to go probably Staggs or Talakai as VC for my side personally. Uh, it's going to have to be Talakai for me. Uh, if I was fortunate enough to be a Nico Hines owner, it'd have to be him, I think. If you've, you've got him, Nico into Cleary will be very popular this week. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, guys, thank you for joining us once again on Beers and Break Evens, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Make sure you go check out Bloke in a Bar podcast and YouTube this week. We had the debutant join us. Brett Hodgson, like summer saying. Hi. Timmy Williams, Origin debut. You enjoy it? I was thinking more, is it Dean Vare? Did he score three or four on debut? <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> I still have Gordon uh, Tallis coming into lasso you out of the studio when we're done. Mate, good to uh, join a couple more dribblers like myself. So it was uh, good to get the call up. Cheers, guys. Like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff for us. And we'll see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.